Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Kathy Woodring. This week's topic is types of government. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Now to the show topic, types of government. November will allow another chance for people to vote for representatives of their choice. With reviewing the different types of government, people may realize how valuable the American form of government is and how important the values instituted by our founders are in continuing a life based on the wishes of the individual, not the elite, by electing people that represent their constituents. LiveScience.com outlines some of the different forms of government. This article was written in 2011. After ousting former President Hosni Mubarak, Egypt is in the market for a new form of government. Here's a rundown of the various forms of government with definitions provided by the World Facebook, the World Factbook. Absolute monarchy, a form of government where the monarch rules unhindered, i.e. without any laws, constitution, or legally organized opposition. Anarchy, a condition of lawlessness or political disorder brought about by the absence of governmental authority. Authoritarian, a form of government in which state authority is imposed onto many aspects of citizens' lives. Commonwealth, a nation, state, or other political entity founded on law and united by a compact of the people for the common good. Communist, a system of government in which the state plans and controls the economy and a single, often authoritarian, party holds power. State controls are imposed with the elimination of private ownership of property or capital while claiming to make progress toward a higher social order in which all goods are equally shared by the people, i.e., a classless society. Confederacy or Confederation a union by compact or treaty between states, provinces, or territories that creates a central government with limited powers. The constituent entities retain supreme authority over all matters, except those delegated by the central government. 
constitutional, a government by or operating under an authoritative document or constitution that sets forth the system of fundamental laws and principles that determines the nature, functions, and limits of that government. Constitutional democracy, a form of government in which the sovereign power of the people is spelled out in a governing constitution. Constitutional monarchy, a system of government in which a monarch is guided by the constitution, whereby his or her rights, duties, and responsibilities are spelled out and written in written law or by custom. Democracy, a form of government in which the supreme power is retained by the people, but which is usually exercised indirectly through a system of representation and delegated authority, periodically renewed. Democratic Republic, a state in which the supreme power rests in the body of citizens, entitled to vote for officers and representatives responsible to them. Dictatorship, a form of government in which a ruler or small clique wield absolute power, not restricted by a constitution or laws. Ecclesiastical, a government administered by a church. Emirat, similar to a monarchy or sultanate, a government in which the supreme power is in the hands of an emir or the ruler of a Muslim state. The emir may be an absolute overlord or a sovereign with constitutionally limited authority. Federal or federation a form of government in which sovereign power is formally divided, usually by means of a constitution, between a central authority and a number of constituent regions, states, colonies, or provinces, so that each region retains some management of its internal affairs, differs from a confederacy in that the central government exerts influence directly upon both individuals as well upon the regional units. Federal Republic, a state in which the powers of the central government are restricted, in which the component parts, state, colonies, or provinces, provinces retain a degree of self-government. Ultimate sovereign power rests with the voters who choose their governmental representatives. Islamic Republic, a particular form of government adopted by some Muslim states. Although such a state is, in theory, a theocracy, it remains a republic, but its laws are required to be compatible with the laws of Islam. Maoism, the theory and practice of Marxist-Leninism developed in China by Mao Zong, Mao Tsong, which states that a constitutional, a continuous revolution is necessary if the leaders of a communist state are to keep in touch with the people. Marxism, the political, economic, and social principles espoused by 19th century economist Karl Marx. He viewed the struggle of workers as a progression of historical forces that would proceed from a class struggle of the proletariat or the workers 
exploited by the capitalists or business owners to a socialist dictatorship of the proletariat to finally a classless, classless society or communism. Marxist-Leninism, an expanded form of the communism developed by Vladimir Lenin from doctrines of Karl Marx. Lenin saw imperialism as the final stage of capitalism and shifted the focus of workers' struggle from developed to underdeveloped countries. Monarchy, a government in which the supreme power is lodged in the heads of the monarch in the hands of the monarch who regimes who reigns over a state or territory usually for life and by hereditary right the monarch may be either a sole absolute ruler or a sovereign such as the king queen or prince with constitutionally limited authority oligarchy a government in which control is exercised by a small group of individuals who authority generally is based on wealth or or power. Parliamentary democracy, a political system in which a legislature or parliament selects a government. The prime minister, premier, or chancellor, along with the cabinet ministers, according to party strength, as expressed in elections. By this system, the government acquires a dual responsibility, to the people as well as to the parliament. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Parliamentary government. Cabinet parliamentary government. A government in which members of an executive branch or the cabinet and its leader, a prime minister, premier, or chancellor, are nominated to their positions by a legislature or parliament and are directly responsible responsible to it. This type of government can be dissolved at will by the parliament or the legislature by means of a no-confidence vote, or the leader of the cabinet may dissolve the parliament if it can no longer function. Parliamentary monarchy, a state headed by a monarch who is not actively involved in policy formation or implementation, i.e. the exercise of sovereign power by a monarch in a ceremonial capacity. The true governmental leadership is carried out by a cabinet and its head, a prime minister, premier, or chancellor who are drawn from a legislature or parliament. Presidential, a system of government where the executive branch exists separately from a legislature to which it is generally not accountable. Republic, a representative democracy in which the people's elected deputies or representatives, not the people themselves, vote on legislation. Socialism, a government in which the means of planning, producing, and distributing goods is controlled by a central government that theoretically 
seeks a more just and equitable distribution of property and labor. In actuality, most socialist governments have ended up being no more than dictatorships over workers by a ruling elite. Sultanates. Sultanates. Similar to a monarchy, a government in which the supreme power is in the hands of a sultan or the head of a Muslim state. The sultan may be an absolute ruler or a sovereign sovereign with constitutionally limited authority. Theocracy, a form of government in which a deity is recognized as, as the supreme ruler. The deity's laws are interpreted by ecclesiastical authorities, or bishops, mullahs, etc., a government subject to religious authority. Totalitarian, a government that seeks to subordinate the individual to the state by controlling not only all political and economic matters, matters, but also the attitudes, values, and beliefs of its population. Another article from Live Science, What Government Will Egypt Choose? Credit ccas.georgetown.edu outlines the governments of different countries. A parliamentary democracy is a political system in which parliament selects the government consisting of a prime minister and cabinet members according to party strengths, which is determined in elections. In this way, the government has a dual responsibility to the people as well as to the parliament. Examples are Bulgaria, Zimbabwe, and the Cayman Islands. Constitutional monarchy, a system of government in which an individual's rulers or monarch's duties are guided by a constitution. The monarch follows the responsibilities, duties, and rights spelled out for them in written law or by custom. This is different from an absolute monarchy in which the monarch is not legally bound by any constitution. Examples, Denmark, Thailand, and the Netherlands. Federal Republic, a country in which the supremacy of the central government is restricted because voters have the ultimate sovereign power. The people choose their governmental representatives in the country's subdivisions or the states, colonies, or provinces all retain a degree of self-government. This creates a division of power between the central government and the government of the individual subdivisions. Examples, Brazil, Germany, and Venezuela. Parliamentary Republic. A country with a parliamentary republic has a government without a clear-cut separation of the executive and the legislative branches. There is, however, a clear division between the head of the government and the head of the state. But this division of power is uneven, with the head of government, usually called a prime minister, having more authority than the head of the state. Examples are Greece, Singapore, and Estonia. As mentioned before, the United States, in the United States, function, the United States functions as a federal constitutional republic. Another article from Live Science addresses the separation of church and state. A belief in God or religious principles seems to be an integral part of America's government as expressed as expressed in the following article and previous New Heights podcast. From LiveScience.com in the year 2010, where did separation of church and state come from? 
Senate candidate Christine O'Donnell asked, where in the Constitution is the separation of church and state? During a debate against opponent Chris Coons, as he was making an argument about the teachings of religious ideas in public schools. Turns out the separation of church and state is not spelled out in the Constitution, nor in the Declaration of Independence. In fact, it's never spelled out. It's implied by the First Amendment to the Constitution, part of the Bill of Rights established in 1791, which states that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. This is mentioned in November 9, 2014 episode. Thomas Jefferson often gets a lot of credit for the thinking that preceded the First Amendment's freedom of religion wording, but the concept might never have come about if a radical immigrant named Roger Williams hadn't agreed, argued for it very persistently. Forced worship stinks in God's nostrils, Williams once said. During the 17th century, many people left England to escape religious persecution. Many colonists came to America to be able to freely practice their religions. Williams, who was the defender of religious liberty, arrived in Boston on February 5, 1631. Ordained in the ministry in the Church of England, Williams discovered Puritanism, a reform movement that developed within the Church of England during his first parish duty. He converted. Soon after, he was asked to be minister in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, according to an account by the Library of Congress, leaving behind the religious intolerance under King England's King Charles I. He and his wife journeyed across the ocean to join the American experiment in Boston in 1631. At first, Williams just wanted to reform the Church of England. Soon he sought separation completely. Mary Mary of Williams, many of Williams' parishioners did not agree with his idea to separate from the Church of England. He then became minister in Salem. There, his ideas also proved too radical. He went to Plymouth to again, but again fell into disfavor. Williams insisted that land must be purchased from the Indians rather than taken from them forcefully in order to claim title to it. He again went to Salem and was eventually put on trial in 1635 for his views. His sentence was banishment. Williams then purchased land from the Narragansett Indians and established the settlement of Providence, Rhode Island. Williams founded the colony of Rhode Island based upon principles of complete religious toleration, separation of church and state, and political democracy. Values in the U.S. would later be founded upon this. It became a refuge for people persecuted for their religious beliefs. Quakers, Jews, and other religious groups settled in Rhode Island. After forming the first Baptist church in America, Williams left it to seek spirituality in different ways. He stopped preaching to his friends the Native Americans, when he realized that their form of worship also fell under his principle of religious freedom. 
A quick note from the script. Challenges involved with breaking from British rule, part two. In London, Benjamin Franklin, acting as the Assembly's agent and eager to have the colony reconcile with England, came to believe that a mere conciliatory politician who would not lecture the Assembly on political theory would be able to kill the rift. In order to save the empire, Franklin determined to rid it of Hutchinson. He obtained copies of Hutchinson's private letters of the 1760s and sent them to the Massachusetts Assembly. Samuel Adams had been charging Hutchinson with conspiring to destroy American liberty. The letters, carefully edited and published in Boston Press, seemed to confirm Adams' charges. Arriving in Massachusetts, or about the same time as news that Parliament had passed the Tea Act and that Hutchinson's two sons had been chosen to sell the tea in Boston, the letters destroyed Hutchinson's political credibility. The Assembly demanded his recall. When the tea ships reached Boston in December, Hutchinson's unwillingness to compromise and his adamant belief that the ships could not legally port until they had been unloaded provoked the Boston mob, disguised as Indians, to dump the tea into Boston Harbor. Good night, everyone, and have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.